Welcome back to another episode of the Choose Optimism podcast brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast to let you know about all the good things that are going on right in your backyard of your community. We always like to start off our podcast with a quote to kind of tell you guys what we're going to talk about. And today I've chosen the leader is one who knows the way goes the way and shows the way. And at this time, it is my pleasure to introduce the 2023-2024 Optimist International President, Tracy Huxley. Tracy, it's good to see you. I'm so sorry I missed your convention, but it's good to see your face on uh, on our Zoom call for our podcast today. Hi, Shane. So good to hear your voice too. And so a little bit about people when we tell people that uh, what our podcast is about, we're always trying to find stories and Tracy and I have been friends for I don't even know how many years now. And that's the one thing about Optimist. You always have friends all over the country and the world. We have Optimist right outside our back door. And Tracy, tell us a little bit about your Optimist story, how you got started with Optimist International before you move on to your stuff that you want to talk about for your upcoming year as president. Okay, Shane. So you said you want to keep these podcasts to about 30 minutes. So I'll do my best to uh, <laughs> to keep this story brief because it's not a terribly brief story. Um, I have been an optimist since 1996, and for for more than the first decade, the answer to that question was based on a Father's Day card I'd given my dad. So my dad has been a member of our Optimist Club, which is in um, southwestern Ontario, the Optimist Club of Asable Port Frank, since it chartered in 1983. And every year for Father's Day, I would alternate between a mushy card to a funny card to a mushy card to a funny card. So this year in 1996, it was a mushy card and it went, it went along the lines of, you know, thank you for, for sharing so many of your good qualities in me, from you into me. And he said he was so touched by that card that he was going to um, purchase my membership into our Optimist Club. Um, and so that was the answer for, for many, many years until I started to really get involved. And I was involved at the district level. And here in Southwestern Ontario, our uh, children's hospital is in the city of London, Ontario. It's the Children's Hospital of Southwestern Ontario. And I moved to London in 2008. And my favorite grocery store, closest grocery store to me was across the street from the children's hospital. Now back up to 2006, 2007, the optimists in Southwestern Ontario and Midwestern Ontario had come together and collectively made a commitment to donate a million dollars to the expansion of the hospital, specifically for the pediatric oncology wing. And they said they would do it in three years and they did it in two years. And they said they would do a million dollars and they did a little more than a million dollars. So in 2011, my, my district and my father went back to the hospital and the children's health foundation and asked when, um, what more could they do for the children now that we've donated a million dollars. And they suggested that we start to take over the funding of what was the bravery bead program. The Bravery Bead program at the time was only for children with cancer. And what it was, was a little, little spark of light, a little bit of hope, um, a positive, a positive horizon at the end of a terrible, no good, very bad day um, treatments. But it was also a bead that might represent the anniversary or your birthday. So if a child had a blood transfusion, they would get a red bead. If they had radiation, they'd get a glow in the dark bead bone marrow transplant, they'd get a bone bead to this 
necklace that became more and more necklaces. For example, children in uh, battling leukemia will probably be in treatment for about four years. So they'd end up with more beaded necklace than they had of neck. So fast forward to 2013, I believe it was, I was standing in line at the grocery store that's across the street from this hospital. And a mother was in front of me with her child. The child was in a car seat inside the grocery cart, but the child was probably at least 10, 11 years old. So he was quite slight in that, in that cart. And he had, um, for lack of not knowing his condition, a tumor about the size of my fist coming out of his left eye. And he was wearing a winter wool beanie here in Canada. We call them a toque. And that black toque had white stitching on the front of it that said, cancer stinks. And I looked at the child and, and you could tell, again, he'd had a terrible, no good, very bad day. And I wanted to say something, do something, put a smile on his face, do it, do what I, I do. But I couldn't because in that moment I had tears running down my cheek. And I realized that even though I could not do something for him in that moment to lift his spirits, because of my contributions through volunteering and donations and just being a part of something bigger than myself, that I was a part of that Bravery Bee program. And in many days in his past and what would be in his future, I had put a smile on his face because I was a part of something that was much bigger than me, much bigger than the Optimist Club of Asaba Port Franks. I was a part of an organization that gave me an opportunity to make impact on children in my community and beyond. That is my why I'm an optimist story. It's pretty cool that your dad got you started. But like I tell people when we start these podcasts, there's a lot of good going on right out in your back door that people don't even know of. And usually it's an optimist club, whether it's you know, also Rotary and all that. But our Optimus Clubs are very dedicated to helping children in our community. And it's just awesome that you could, you know, witness firsthand something like that. That is a truly inspirational story. It's exciting to know also because your dad also was a past international president. So it's kind of cool you're following his footsteps being a probably the first father-daughter team to be a international president, which... Uh, I got all these first, Shane. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, you've inspired Jenna to... Uh, let make me be Optimus International President so she can be someday. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, we're the first, I'm the first second generation international president. And, and the really cool thing is that my dad was president in 2013, 2014, and I am the 2023, 24. So exactly 10 years apart. I am the first woman president of Optimus International that is Canadian. I'm the fourth female president the first Canadian president. And I also get to tote that I am the Canadian centennial president. So while I am president, we will be celebrating that we have had Optimist Clubs in Canada for a hundred years. That is pretty cool. That is very exciting. I know, um, I know. I remember actually the first time I got to hang out really with Tracy was at our centennial in Louisville, Kentucky, when we were all having fun. <laughs> Our, our, our organizational centennial. Yeah. So this is our official Canadian centennial, which also the very first club that was built outside of the United States was the Optimist Club of Toronto in January 1924. Um, and that was what made us officially an international organization now in over 30 countries. But uh, it started with the Optimist Club in Toronto. So one of the things that you've always pushed when we uh, when I see you at district meetings are the pillars of Optimus. I know there's mm -hmm. the last one you really want to push. Why don't you give us a brief overview of the first two and why you're focusing so much on the third pillar of the Optimist organization? Okay. So our mission statement is by providing hope and positive vision 
both words that are synonymous with, with the word optimist and optimism. By providing hope and positive vision, optimists bring out the best in first pillar, youth, second pillar, community, and third pillar, ourselves. And so many optimists, when you ask them, you know, what, why are you an optimist? And they'll tell you, you know, it's to do things for children. It's the smiles on their faces. It's the projects that we do in our community. And, and to be completely honest, um, those are all amazing things, but you do not need to belong to an optimist club to be able to put a smile on a child's face, make a difference in a, in a child's life, uh, do great things for your community. What makes us different what makes being a member of an optimist club unique is in our name. It's in being an optimist. And what we have lacked is that no matter what our efforts are, the only way people continue to be engaged in their optimist club is if they too are getting something out of it. I, I remember being in high school and my 12th grade English teacher used to give us these ridiculously large or intricate words. We would have our spelling list, but it would be words that would that would expand our vocabulary. And sometimes he would not give us the word. He would give us the definition and we had to figure out what the word was for that week or uh, definitions. There were at least 10 words. And the one time he gave us the word altruism uh, to incorporate that into our, our, our vernacular. And he said, I also challenge you to come up with something that truly is altruistic. Because he could always flip it back and say, no matter how altruistic your efforts are, you still get a, a, a feel good out of it. And so I have recognized that as we move forward and, and as new generations, you know, we have a spanning of five different generations that are now servicing their communities and, and part of the volunteer sector. Um, one of the things that's really important is the opportunity to see your impact. Um, and the opportunity to be a better version of yourself. No longer are we volunteering just because it needs to be on our resume or because we see a void. We also recognize that it makes us better versions of ourselves. At least I did. That, that, is, that is my takeaway, being a part of something that's bigger than myself, um, having an opportunity to make impact. And if I did not recognize what it did to make me a better person and probably would have just picked and choose kind of like a la carte what I could do within my community. And so being an optimist is, is such a unique opportunity to see things um, from a, a side of hope and positivity that I want us to spend a little more attention on our membership, on our members, what we offer, making people feel good about what they've joined, not just because of what we do, but because of who we are. That's one of my selling points I always tell people. They always ask, what's, what's in optimism for me? And I tell them, well, you're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to make you a better person, whether that's in public speaking, making you feel good about all the stuff we're doing. It's a selling point because when you're having fun and you're improving your skills, what's better than that having fun at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know, what is better than, um, and it's something you learn over, over time as a human, as you grow up, as you come out of high school, as you come out of college or university, um, you start to realize that the people you surround yourself with are a reflection of yourself. And if you haven't figured that out yet, hopefully you do. Um, and hopefully you look around and say, you know what, th this is who these people around me are who I aspire to be, or they reflect who I am. And so you keep them tighter, you keep them closer. 
And being an optimist is exactly that for me. It is about surrounding myself with like-minded people who have the same um, willing to give, the desire to make a difference, um, the the love of, of seeing the impact that we can have. And so, you know, that that is what the third pillar is, bringing out the best in ourselves. And moving forward, I mean, you know, obviously our organization, we are an aging organization with, you know, older members, but also we have working forward to getting, you know, new people involved, new ideas, new fundraising, new everything. We're kind of moving in a new direction. Tell us what some of your goals being Optimus International President will be. What are some things that you would like to get accomplished this year? I truly believe that if we start focusing on that third pillar, that we will be able to increase our retention rate. Um, we, we, we might, if we're not focusing on our members, we're going to see a reduction in the people and how long they stay. Um, it's more than just getting people on paper to join our clubs. It is about increasing our impact, our, and our ability to serve more children. And we can only do that if we have more people, if we take care of those people, if we show them the opportunities they have, um, within their club and beyond, um, somebody like myself, who is, is, is considered to be quite younger than the average age in our and in, in the volunteer sector, not just our organization, it's across the board. Um, so I really want to see the increase in retention. I want to see us really embracing the fact that we are an international organization. Um, when we make decisions, they cannot be colloquial based decisions. We need to recognize that will this work? Will this work in Atlanta, Georgia? And will it work in Trois-Rivières, Quebec? And will it work in Nepal? And if it doesn't, then we need to go back to the drawing table and ask ourselves why. And do we do? Should we actually be looking at a different way of approaching these things? I want to see more clubs, more districts participating in our signature programs, our oratorical, our world oratorical, which offers a scholarship of $22,500 to the finalist. Um, but along the way, at the district level, each district has the opportunity to award two, two $2,500 scholarships. Each region, we have seven regions in Optimus International, then gets each district sends their their district winner off to the regional competition, which could be another $5,000. And then each regional winner goes off to finish off for another $15,000, which is US funds. I'm a Canadian here. So, you know, I get to add another 30, 35% to that. Um, but when I look at those kinds of numbers, so I want to see more clubs participating in that signature program, our essay contest, another district winner of $2,500, our junior golf program, incredible junior golf program that had 32 countries represented this past year uh, when we competed in the junior golf uh, world golf in Florida um, and then we have our communication contest for the deaf and hard deaf hearing and I would really like to see that expanded into more communities which is a very difficult one to get into unless you have connections uh, so I have challenged all of those districts to increase the number of clubs that are participating in our signature programs increase their retention I've also asked them to start embracing diversity. And I mean, take a look at those agendas. Are those sacred cows that are on your agenda actually excluding people? Not intentionally. Most of our, our exclusive behavior is, is an unconscious bias. I want you to recognize maybe by holding that chapel service every morning and making it a huge announcement, 
you're excluding a whole nother dynamic and sector of your community that does things a little differently. I want, I want to just open up our, our opportunities to be inclusive and welcoming to other members of our communities. I also want to look at our marketing differently. Our marketing, um, we need to, to stop, stop looking at how we talk to ourselves as the marketing opportunity because we're really marketing is about opening up external audiences and as long as everything we talk about seems to be in the click uh talking to ourselves then we're we're talking in code and we're not opening up the world's eyes to what we offer and uh i i love and i take a personal personal um chapter on this on developing more leaders uh, I really, the quote you said at the very beginning was something that, that I love. I love the opportunity to help other people see the best in themselves and to expand their skills. So those are some of my, my goals for Optimist International and for myself. One of the unique things about Optimist International is every president always brings a new program or new something to try to help get things moving in the right direction. Tell us a little bit about the CARE program that you are wanting to launch October 1st when our fiscal year starts? I was challenged back in 2014 by the incoming president at that time, which was uh, Ken Garner from Texas. I was on the leadership development committee and he wanted us to figure out a way to uh, start a retention program. And I had um, just finished in 2011 or 12 a white paper summit at one of our international conventions where we had pulled together 10 of our strongest clubs, not necessarily our largest clubs, but our strongest clubs. And one of the presenters there had talked about how he'd only been a member of his club for a couple of years. He was currently the president and he had noticed a huge drop in members. And so he took it upon himself to call each of those members and talk to them about why they had left and offer them a discounted rate to come back for the like discount for the first year to come back to the club. And by opening his ear and listening, he was able to get 30% of those people to rejoin the club. And that told me something. We are optimists. Um, we do look at the sunny side of life as best we can, which also leads us to being the people who avoid any conflict and, um, and avoid difficult conversations. And we're all human. We all have opportunities and have been and have been the, the, the culprit of rubbing people the wrong way or thinking there's only one way to do it. And so what happens is uh, new people join uh, a group of, of individuals. And if we're stuck in our ways, uh, we're not open to new ideas. If we're not open to new ideas, we're not growing, we're not expanding, we're not changing with the times. The CARE program was what de was developed when I was charged with this retention. And CARE is an acronym for celebrate, address, recognize, and excel. And what I'm asking clubs to do with attention to that third pillar of taking care of ourselves is to once a year have a celebration. Typically, you'd figure that might happen as the year is, is rounding out. So about now, because our Optimist year begins October 1st. And at that celebration, you would have what's called a facilitator. And the facilitator comes from somebody who's not a member of your club, but does understand the inner workings of an Optimist club. And each member of the club is asked to fill out a survey. What did we do well this year? What could we improve upon? Do you have uh, ideas for future events? Is there anything you would like to share? And the facilitator gets these survey results, not the board of directors, not the club president. And that facilitator is able to see 
mm, we need stronger communication skills in this club or um, we need to sunset a program that has got tons and tons of volunteer hours and very little return on investment uh, and has conversations with either individuals or with committees or with the entire club to help the club see a better future, see a strength in future. The A address is where that happens. So first the party, then the A of care, which is address anything that has arisen from the survey. The R is recognized. So we're asking the club to take time every year to recognize members for their efforts, for their skills, for their contributions. And then E, E is Excel. And if we are taking care of our people on the inside, we can't help but present such an amazing, amazing front to our communities and to the youth in our communities that they see that this is a collective group of adults who are, are respectful and, and caring and making a difference. I always say, I don't always say, Julia Child said this, but I have always repeated it, that a, 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 a gathering without cake is only a meeting. So I always have said, please, please, please make sure that when you hold your care program, you whether you have a meal at it or not, you wrap up with cake. You celebrate your successes of the year. You address any issues that might be arising. You recognize members within your ranks and you excel and you eat cake because everybody will know it is a party and a celebration when we make sure that we're having fun. You just pretty much described every installation banquet for my club that we do every year. So that's uh, pretty cool. So I hope a lot of clubs will take that to heart and do that. We awesome. And you have a pretty big club. Yeah. I had a hundred and like 17 people at my installation banquet. It wasn't quite the record, but it's always fun to recognize members in your club for the stuff that they have done, especially the president to recognize their teams. And if people feel appreciated, and they're having fun they will always come back and do more yes yes taking care c-a-r-e of our members Mm -hmm. so for the club listening out there make sure that you're you know thinking and maybe trying something new because i've always said we've always done things this way is the fastest way for a club or an organization to die if they're not willing to try new things to open up these lines of communication between their club members to make their clubs that much stronger and that much better. So moving with the forward, uh, 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 the care program moving on, you have a collection of like the art of volunteering. Tell us about some of the stuff you're hoping for the outcome of some of the stuff through Optimus International with uh, some of the stuff you're looking forward to doing as president, you know, traveling to the new clubs or stuff like that. What is, what are you looking forward to about being the president this year? What am I looking forward to? Oh, I haven't even thought <laughs> I am, I am, what is today? Today is the 5th of September. So I've got 25 days before I officially take office for those. Uh, it is, it is September, 2023 and October 1st, 2023, I take office. And, you know, the to-do list is beside me. I stay home on Tuesdays from my real job and, uh, or my paying job and work on nothing but optimist stuff, which is the beauty of having your dad being a past president and your dad being, I work for the family business. So uh, I held the fort down for him when he was president. He's holding the fort down now for me as I go into this. Um, so I, I, um, I have decided many past presidents have um, back in the back in the olden days, they would travel and make sure that they hit up every district. And we have 42 districts and one um, federation um, 
And we then have what's called a non-district. So all the small countries that are still a part uh, or that are a part of Optimus International are grouped into that 43rd district, I guess we'll call it. But I don't, I don't feel that I can make the best impact by attending meetings, uh, by going to district conferences. So I have challenged the members of this organization to apply um, or submit their request, however you want to look at it. Um, to an online form for the Spreading Optimism Tour of 2023-24. The Spreading Optimism Tour will be my, I, you know, I'm, I'm still working. I have two full-time jobs, well, one and two. I'm a dog trainer, professional dog trainer on the side as well. Um, so once a month, I want to hit the road and go to a club event, meaning I want to paint faces. I want to flip burgers. I want to fly kites. I want to you know, pick up garbage, believe it or not. I want to be elbow to elbow with our members. I want to see the the wonderful things that we're doing within our communities. I want to be an optimist member that has this great opportunity to do what we do best with all of the members that are out there or as many as I can in once a month. So the spreading optimism tour, and I mean, if there's a district conference at the time that I'm in South Carolina, then I'll pop into that, but that won't be the drawing card for me to, to, to leave my family behind and hit the road. I want to go do activities. I want to do uh, community activities that other, that our clubs are doing and really see the fun things that our clubs are doing out there and, and the great things that the, the lives that they're changing. We, uh, we used to drive parking lots. We'll show you how to run a paint machine up here. Right <laughs> Can't, Can't Do I get to well, it needs to have uh, kids, number one. It needs to have kids. A bonus is if there's dogs. <laughs> uh, that's actually something that I would have never thought to, you know, looking forward to. I mean, that's something different that you're trying going to these club events of what, of how they're actually shaping their community in a positive way. Yeah. So that, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited uh, to get out there and see some of the, the things that are coming in right now. Um, that people are filling out the request form is, is amazing. And it's also given me a lot of data that we can filter back. And we might end up with more than just myself hitting the road. Our executive director, Cheryl Brand, will probably take a couple of these that I can't go to. Um, some of these fabulous events, unfortunately, are taking place on weekends where I'm already booked for a board meeting or the service leaders or uh, conference and that we come together with all the other service club leaders. Um, so sadly, I can't make all of them. And sadly, some of the amazing ones I'm already busy on, which really is disappointing, but I will be out there. I will be out there every month doing something. And I know you hinted before that this is the 100th year of you know, the Canadians being a part of Optimus International, which I love my Canadian friends. We always have so much fun when I hang out with them. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about, because this is exciting. I'm looking forward to the convention this year, which is in Canada. In well, of next, course it is. Next Next summer. You know, the end of June, early July, we're going to be having some not June, not even July. We're trying something else new. I am stirring the pot. We are looking at our, our convention will be June 23rd to 26th. So everybody can get home for July 1st Canada Day or July 4th Independence Day for their clubs activities on those days. So the 23rd to 26th of June in Niagara Falls, Canada. Um, which this is not the Patriot in me saying it. It's just honesty. That's the pretty side of the falls. That's where you get to see the whole horseshoe falls. Um, it, you know, it, it flows from the United States into Canada. So you want to be on the side where you can see it coming down. Um, it's the uh, Fallsview Sheridan. 
and uh, which is also connected to the Crown Plaza, which happens to be the hotel that Marilyn Monroe stayed at when she filmed Niagara Falls. Um, also, the Hershey store is connected to our hotel. There's a water park and there's a couple of casinos on the strip. Um, what a great place. And then in addition to that, so that's only two hours from where I live. So I, I, I frequent that area often. It's also wine country there with Niagara on the lake. I don't even know the number of wineries. I could go every time I go and take my dog and take my partner, Nigel, to Niagara for a wine tour afternoon. Um, we could always hit a different winery, a different set of wineries up. Um, but it's it's going to be so exciting because we're we're looking at some really exciting things to do to celebrate the centennial, to um, celebrate our diversity in our organization. Uh, one of the challenges, you know, that's that's on that convention committee is how do we celebrate our diversity? So I am really really pumped for this. The the, the booking link is already out. They've got almost a year to book, so you got to do it now because people are already booking their hotel rooms. You don't want to be left out on this 100 years of Canada, but it's it's 100 years of Optimus Inter- International. They still let you do the barrel riding at Niagara Falls. I think we <laughs> enough money. We might be able to put you in a barrel. Why not? Right. Or the tightrope. I, you know, I was in gymnastics when I was eight years old. I could do the tightrope. Sure. Well, there you go. I think we have a fundraiser for Optimus International. If we raise $150,000, Tracy will walk across <laughs> the uh, tightrope <laughs> across Niagara Falls. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's the nice thing about uh, um, the the Optimus International is that they do move it every year. So we get to go to a new place every year. So I'm very excited that it's in Niagara Falls celebrating our first Canadian woman president and celebrating Mm -hmm. Canada. So we look forward to everyone hopefully attending because if you have not been to, I always tell people, if you haven't been to an international convention, you have to go at least once to, if, in, while you're an optimist. Because you'll want to go back every time if you go the first time. Yeah, well, that's where we do all the decision making. You know, people use the phrase um, OI, Optimist International. They, and they, so many people say it like it's not that OI is doing this. OI told us to do that. Surprise, folks. We are OI. If you're talking about our headquarters in St. Louis, everyone in that building is also a member of a club. Every one of our staff members are a member of a club. But when we make decisions that are based on um, changing our bylaws, how we're going to conduct ourselves in the world, what are our requirements of our clubs, that is voted on at our international conventions by the delegates who are representatives of our clubs. Clubs are a member of Optus International. Every decision is made by a member. All of our board of directors are members of clubs. That is myself. I'm a member of the Asabo Port Franks Club and the St. Anne's Bay and Jamaica Club. And, you know, so when we use the phrase OI, that is us. That is that is every one of us. And that's the beauty. You know, we, we get to say what's going on. We tell our board of directors what to do. Uh, and then those decisions are always made every year at our annual convention. So that's where we make the changes. I love the, the procedures that we go through to vote and all that. It is such a fun, of course, I'm a Robert's Rules and Parliamentarian fanatic. So like I said, I always tell people we are in an inverted pyramid where the leadership has to listen to what the membership wants. The membership votes every year on this stuff and we are an inverted pyramid 
which makes us very unique from a lot of organizations. Yep. So, well, Tracy, I can't tell you how fun this has been talking to you about your upcoming year. We're excited. I'm excited to be a lieutenant governor under you this year. I'm excited that Aww. we're going to have so much fun. And we just wanted to say congratulations. And we look forward to all the amazing things you're going to accomplish this year. No pressure. No pressure, Shane. Well, you have big shoes <laughs> to fill with, your, you know, following your dad's footsteps. So, uh, <laughs> So, and we always like to end a quote with a quote when we when we wrap up our podcast is to kind of give everybody a little thing of what we've talked about. And this one ties in everything for what we're doing, because if you do this, you will always be a leader. But it says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more, be more, are a leader. <laughs> Another one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> It just like I said, well, I always like to try to tie everything in because it just one it's amazing what one little sentence might inspire somebody to do something bigger within our organization. Who would have thought that this podcast would have came from sitting in a tractor in a feedlot brainstorming ideas with our other optimists across the country? <laughs> so that concludes our Optimist podcast from this for this episode. If you like our podcast, please make sure to give us a five-star review and share with your friends and family to let them know what's happening in our communities. And until next time, remember to choose optimism. <laughs> <laughs>